0: Welcome to episode two hundred and eighty one of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Will. Along with me as always, is the man sitting across the table from me now. He goes by the name of Russell John the Fisher
1: Man. Hell yeah, I do. That's my name. <laughs> What's up? How are you doing? I I hate that I have <laughs> bowed
0: down to your oh, you gave pestering in. Yep, of being of being first. Yeah. Well, introduced. It, it's a respect I deserve. And as soon as you realize that you were the first <laughs> one being introduced, you were bobbing your head up and down yep. incessantly.
1: That's like for, you were blowing a ghost. That's uh for Randy, because I have a camera right in my face, only for his benefit. So, know your spot, Randy. And Randy, Michael Statt, is also here from
0: Atlanta, Georgia.
2: That's me, and yeah, I do... Uh feel weird about being introduced second now <laughs> well
0: the one thing that we do know is that oxana of osachi will always be introduced last and sometimes not at all <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's fair
1: <laughs> all right well we did it yeah, we're done see you next week gang i'm i'm bummed why because you don't feel well I know you're going to fake it for the I'm show. I'm not healthy. You look great. I'm not healthy. You look good. I looked horrible this morning. You smelled good when you came I in, fl- too. I
0: because of my vanilla-flavored
1: osium. Wait, smelt or smelled? Smelled. Okay, you smelled good, yeah. too. I smelt me smelling I know. <laughs> <laughs> You smelled iron this morning. No, you walked in, and I thought you had lit a candle. It turned out it was just your Febreze to cover up the cigarette smoke. I've lit two candles this morning.
2: <laughs> he does have a tobacco and vanilla candle, though, doesn't he? Oh, yes. I think
0: the current uh, candle I have is uh, actually maybe tobacco flavored. Do you ever also believe I have the same one? Flavored.
1: Scented. Oh, Randy's got the same candle,
0: dude. Randy, what's your candle situation?
2: That's the only one I have right now tobacco and vanilla. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get it at Walgreens? I got it as a uh, departing California gift from a friend. What
1: the? And it wasn't Clark? Negative. You got two friends who
2: light that god-awful candle. I think this person just knows that um, I don't mind the smell of cigarettes, and also I am very basic, a.k.a. vanilla. Oh, my. <laughs> also, vanilla is a flavor.
1: <laughs> okay, <Yes. Randy. laughs>
2: is that your jihad, dude? He's very you fighting for vanilla? That's a shout-out
1: to uh, Nick Weiger from the Doughboys. Okay, no, we don't shout them out. You stick in your lane, Randy. You can shout out the Cellar Dwellers, the Three Friends, or Scary Thoughts. I think it's, I think it's, you shout out Cobra. Not anymore. It's true. Mm, I broke up with him.
2: I think it came up in the last month, at least.
1: Yeah, it it definitely did. did. I I have to allow it. Only because of the TBR report. Mm, It was a good way to frame that guy. He really was rushing
0: Cobra. I don't know, Oksana, what do you think? I think if we give him any sort, if we give him an inch, he's going to take a mile with it
3: i might actually be to blame for that that mention because i i said that when we watched that movie you
1: did it is her fault god just quickly (laughs) throw the blame around man i was ready to fall on the sword but she stuck her (laughs) neck out so bring the blade down man almighty
3: well because when we look that guy up a bunch of people make videos about him and like i don't know make
1: yeah there there's content created on somebody else's dime uh again clark what was the name of that movie do you remember Uh, chicken mongoose rock yeah (laughs) no Uh, wait no
0: no all wrong ostrich grave
1: oh okay you were doing it for a bit yeah chicken mongoose rock is way better all right well randy how are you
0: gonna it wasn't a
3: rock oh my
1: god (laughs) (laughs) randy how are you gonna be celebrating october out there in atlanta
2: uh that's a good question i don't know um try to go see some horror movies the plaza's got i think i missed it the plaza's got uh the fly showing this week Ooh. And, uh, oh, and I think Dune's playing soon. That's not really October ish, <laughs> but they got a bunch of like older horror movies they're showing. And I got to, uh, got to do my homework and start watching some more horror films again, like I did last year. Wait,
0: the new Dune or the, the Lynch Dune?
2: <laughs> they're showing the Lynch Dune.
0: When's the new Dune?
2: October 22nd.
0: Oh, yeah. Is, it, is it's going to be a home
1: box office, correct? Yeah. Wait,
0: I don't yeah. know.
2: I it, think so, a- yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, God, if you're going to watch that movie, go in the fucking theater. Yeah, because it's Warners. Yeah.
2: Denny Villeneuve wants people to see it in IMAX.
1: Oh, oh, well, then I have to. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I, I do not want to see that on my television.
2: I don't really want to see it. <laughs> I,
1: I get it. No, you know, I told you I'm reclaiming. I'm uh, digging a grave for FOMO. Look, you know, 2022, no more FOMO. And this year, I'm going to watch the Sopranos movie, having never watched the show. And I'm going to watch Dune, same. having never read the book. Okay. So, a um, little bit of a spoiler alert. I'm oh, gonna, no. I'm going
0: to talk about the Sopranos today? movie today. Okay. Well... Oh, should I be mad about that? I don't know. Does that fall into FOMO? Well, I'm going to try to convince you how you should not see the surprise.
1: Oh, okay. As long as you don't ruin Venom Two. <laughs> <then>
0: oh, <laughs> update on. Oh, I will be seeing Venom Two this I, week. You know, I that is a guarantee. I real. Do you know who directed Venom Two? I don't know. Andy Circus. Who? Andy Circus. Yeah.
1: Was he buried under a jacuzzi? I don't. Why should I know this name?
0: Andy Circus is the guy. He he's uh... Um he played Golem. Yeah, Golem. Wow, why would he's I know the He's a mocap guy? guy. Yeah, he's Mocap, baby. He's Mocap, he's Golem. What are you bro, <laughs> what language bro, are you? You got you got Doug Jones and Andy Circus. Oh, Dude, okay. These are the twin
1: towers. <laughs> Dude. Oh, I. oh my god. I, I thought I was thinking like Circus Tent. Plus and when I typed <laughs> that in, yeah. Oh, okay. He's Planet of the Apes and yeah. Lord of the Yeah, okay, Golem. I get it. Yeah. And he's directing. He he's done some directing He's directing.
0: Before. He's been directing films. he's directed a couple uh in the past, but yeah, when I saw Venom two Andy Serkis. also oh, Venom Two is PG thirteen. It
1: looks dumb as F. I may get a couple giggles.
0: Woody Harrelson's just yeah, yeah. No, going I mean, for
1: it. it looks dumb enough that I if you know if I were invited, that's Man. a shot at Terrell who uh, Gum went on a date night to Venom and didn't invite me in Oxana tight dude. <laughs> Did he enjoy Venom? Uh, he, to be honest, he also did not want to watch Venom, yeah. but he was kind of like, huh, I drag Andy to everything. So it's was kind of getting a vibe that he's like, we'll go. And he came over, uh, we were watching drag race before and he was trying to live the fantasy and just be like, we're going to watch a Venom. And I was like, I know you don't want to see, he's like, I know, but he was trying <laughs> to be upbeat and happy. I mean, um, it looked bad, dude. Woody. The last time I watched Woody was in that 9-11. No, it wasn't 9-11. No. It, it was, was the one-shot movie where yeah. he went to, like, Guantanamo or something. London. Oh, he went to London.
0: <laughs> I think it's called One Night in London.
1: Oh, I thought it was One Night in Guantanamo.
0: 9-11, Guantanamo. <laughs> I
1: don't know. What is
0: this He's movie? He's thinking the card thinking? counter.
1: Oh, card counter, yeah. You are thinking the card counter. Thanks for counter. saving me, Randy. Which does not have Woody Harrelson in it. <laughs> but it does have Guantanamo. Yeah. Or says nothing about 9-11. All right, was so that, that was a shot in the dark. Don't really know what's happening there. Was
0: it right.
3: called? It was called Lost in London.
1: Lost in London. There you go. Did anybody watch that movie? I know it was like a one night I only. Was, I was
0: going to, but I didn't because I went to a live event, uh live script reading of King
1: of the Hill.
2: Oh reading. yeah, well, so
1: what? you weren't there. Mm-mm.
2: It's on. I two? think I saw it with you. Oh,
1: oh, Randy was there. Yeah. Oh, you know, it wasn't one shot. It was fucking live. That's right. That's right. They streamed it live in a movie theater. It was a Fathom event which is always weird because they don't do trailers before it. So they condition you to show up to a movie a half hour late. And then you go to a fathom event and you're like, what the fuck they're on time today. And Willie Nelson's in it. And the two towers are there. And you're like, I thought this was about London. I'm going to just gonna let you sit there. <laughs> I'm going to let you sit in that. Oh, uh, you know, the I'm audience, your decision, the podcast listeners are loving that. They're like, that was a, Cool callback. Before we get into it, I do want to mention... Um, 9-11? <laughs> yes. For the fifth time?
0: <laughs> um, I I've done pretty well with this travel thing. But finally, on Friday, it happened. After, I think, 16 or 17 weeks of doing this, I started to leave important stuff in the hotel room. Oh, no. Yeah. My glasses case, gone. Also... Not that bad. Randy? Uh-huh my novelization of once upon a time in Hollywood also gone that was just dead
1: weight anyway no I was reading it. no you weren't I
0: was I'm 100 pages in bullshit 100 percent. I, I take my time okay but I have to I, I'm, I'm trying to read more so I'm, I'm I gotta have backup books now
1: i tell you right now if you uh had to go out for work and stay in Arizona and you got a hotel and the, that book was in there eh, that's a win
0: Okay, but that means they're not cleaning the room, so that's a loss. <laughs> I, I
1: realized that when I was halfway in. Um, also, I left my charcoal bar soap. Oh. What was that? Uh, Cobra's brand. That's fair. He doesn't. He doesn't fuck with charcoal. It wasn't. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the band. T- Tactical. Tactical soap. There you go. God. All right. No more. No more Doughboys. No more Cobra. We clear. Yeah. What? What is up with the Doughboys? They don't need us, Randy.
2: I just had to uh say it that way I don't get sued for plagiarism.
1: Okay. I stand by that. All right. Is it uh anything else? Is it time to bring our boy in today? I don't know. I I wanted to come in here and be festive. It's October, which means yeah, can we cool it with the October thing? No. I, I'm sick I'm sick of the October thing. Yeah, what? it hasn't even what are you talking about? Everybody's
0: freaking out about October. It's like, oh, Halloween, uh, who gives a shit? It's, okay,
1: grumpy. Like,
0: I understand that we're a horror show. Do you? <laughs> cool. Uh-huh. I get it. That's fun. This is our month. But I'm like, oh, God, get over it. It hasn't it, even
1: begun. It's stupid. It's, I don't it, like dude, it. Dude, it's going to be all bad. October pumpkins. Uh, uh, jack-o'-lantern? Who gives a shit? Which sh- I don't see sh- one yeah. in Randy's apartment. I don't even see a goddamn decoration, dude.
2: Yeah, there isn't one. Yeah. <laughs> I did get um, some of those LED strips and I put them on the back of my TV to back like the TV so I could put Ooh. it on orange when I watch spooky movies.
1: <laughs> Dude, Randy, I both hate you for saying that, but I also genuinely got excited. And, it's pretty uh, tight. You can change colors I'm too. I'm
0: semi-impressed right now. Dude,
1: that's cool. Make it orange. Now all you got to do is start posting pictures of your TV and like have your legs out. I God, you must have Wolfman legs too. I don't know. Too. With all this backlighting, <laughs>
0: that's very Nicholas winding Refn
1: of you, sir. No, dude, hell. Can yeah. you, you know what I'm talking about, where like girls are on the beach and they have like a drink and they take a picture, it's like their thigh down to their feet and then the beach and Yeah, it's always yeah. Of course. It'll be Randy on a bed. And he'll have his Wolfman legs out and his orange lighting on the TV. No,
0: he wouldn't do that because it would show he would he he will not show us his bare feet with his tattoos. Oh,
1: is it on the top of your foot? Do people get the bottom of your foot tattooed? Oh, yeah. Dude, hobbits do it all the time. Can you do that? Why couldn't you? People
3: get I don't their think it would on. work
1: on that skin.
0: Yeah. I think
3: you just have to get it touched up all the time.
0: People
1: get their eyeballs tattooed.
0: If only we had a person who Googles things for us. If I know. Could...
1: what. The... <laughs> uh, producer, can you please uh, check that out, please? What do you think I'm doing? All right. Yeah. When prompted. <laughs> yeah. All right, I don't know. Nothing else interesting happened. No, I just gotta go back to die. Oh yeah, but we're not recording. No, so, so I don't have good. to. I don't have to bring that microphone with me, baby. I'll t- I appreciate it when you bring it. You do sound a lot better. And also, I- it kind of keeps you anchored because when you're just talking into the the, the iPhone earbud things, I walk you're, you're all over the place. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm trying to get my steps in. You need like <laughs> riddling? Are you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing okay.
1: I average about 400 steps a day. <laughs> you know, so uh, I was, God, I've been working on this show for like a few hours now today. And I got excited about something. I went to Clark's room and I knocked and I was like, hey, dude, let me let me tell you something. I'm excited about it. And he just went, no, go away. I'm dying. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Like, really? And he's like, just leave me alone. And and eventually you came out and I'm like, dude, are you okay? And you're like, no. I'm not healthy. You <laughs> he walked away. It, was that a dietary thing you were talking about, or no? I just I feel
0: tired all the time. <laughs> My body is telling me something is
1: wrong, but I'm not going to the doctor. You said that in beats, like you're about to break in the song. Yeah. When you listen to this back, you'll you'll appreciate what it. Can you say I'm a music man?
0: You are 76 trombones. I'm worried about you. It's from the Music Man. You got a tapeworm. I wish I had a tapeworm. I, I could drop fifty LBs.
1: But now what if you were if you were shooting liquid out your rear and then like a tapeworm was in it? I feel like that would murder you. You'd die on the spot. Do you spot. understand? Listen to me very closely and very
0: carefully. Every single bowel <laughs> movement I have ever had. Every single bowel movement I have ever had, I've always done the worm check. And that's just looking at it to make sure I don't have worms. Do you
1: remember uh, I've done that? Since I could poop, what what Oksana? Can you look up when we talked to Jai Love? Because I remember the best part of that interview was when he was talking about the uh, lead singer, a kettle cadaver, actually taking a poop and having worms in it. Yeah, but maggots, I think, which is actually your nightmare. Yeah, it's horrible. That's what we can do for October. We can talk about our nightmares.
0: I mean, I I exercised two demons out of my colon last night, and I was like, "What nightmare is going to be in there?"
1: <laughs> but nothing.
0: It was just in it, uh, corn, higher volume than I anticipated. Skittle, skittle. <laughs> what else you got? In it's scattle. <laughs> At that point, it would be a
1: scattle. All right, I'm done stretching right, this out. Bring him in. I know we got a lot of great Halloween movies to talk about. So let's start the show uh, officially. Oh, I forgot. David Lynch isn't coming in today. What? Uh, Where is he? He's uh, <laughs> under the weather. Now, that is a pun intended. I do... Uh, yeah, pull... we made out earlier, so uh, I, I he, <laughs> got, he got some of what I got. You picked up the... <sighs> no, I'm not going there. I was going to start talking about disease, but it it's actually a real problem out here. Yes. So, uh, thank you for... No, David Lee- I know, I'm... I'm still, I'm fighting the urge to bring it up, but yeah, no, David Lynch, he's something's wrong with him. If you go to the weather report, you know what? Can we tweet that out today? We'll tweet the weather report. He's not well. So I told him, you know, stay home. It's October. We're going to do something special. And last week I teased, at least none of us can remember if I did, but I think I mentioned maybe bringing back the two sentence horror story. And, uh, we called in a favor to one of our uh, favorite rappers. Um, Kanye and he went ahead and he sent this in so uh, enjoy and happy October she watches the train pass by wonders about the lives of its passengers and can't help but feel lonely the next day she anticipates all her new friends as the train approaches when she would move the rail
0: That was our friend Kanye East
1: from Candy. Why did you? What? You double outed us right there. I would have just said Kanye. I mean, look, the bit is in the name. (laughs) So we are missing an opportunity if we don't say the name. Also, that two sentence horror story was the last one we received before we, uh, before we fired, um, the old, uh, what do you host of uh, the old guy who used to read it? And, uh. It was written by my mom. Uh, my mom, who uh, I guess fancies herself a writer, wrote like fucking 300 words in this thing. And navigating cameo. Uh, Oksana, what did it have to get cut down to?
3: Uh, like 100 characters or something? It had to
1: get down, cut down to 100. So we had to pay Kanye two times for one for each <laughs> sentence to get that to work. There's also a video of it. I'd, uh, we should probably share that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. It's fun. Yeah, no?
0: but yeah, it got he didn't even have time to intro himself. No, there was he had nothing. to read the thing. Yeah, we were so kind of that's why I had to
1: say it was Kanye East. Yeah, because you know, we were really looking for a Vince Neil moment here.
0: <laughs> well, we were look, we were looking for a Vince Neil moment on a budget. On a budget. And uh, that's why we got Kanye East.
1: Yeah, God, we we had like a pre-production meeting about that. And we're like, oh, we should write a little bit of instruction, like, hey, go ahead and introduce yourself, and then read this. We had to whittle that thing down to. Oh. But there's several other within our budget. Um, you know, I think a, a William Hung. A William, I think we he's, could get. Um, I think he's he, reasonable. I actually think he pays you to be on whatever Probably. show. No, there was who just joined that you were it was as, like, w- as
0: well as a Ken Bone. Is in, is in our uh, budgetary no, uh, restrictions? Isn't Artie on there? Artie's, Artie's high dollar. And I don't know if Artie's doing those.
2: Anymore. Jeremy Piven?
1: <laughs> okay, Randy. Oh, yeah. Okay, so for the rest of the month, uh, when we're scrolling through there again to figure out new hosts, do you want Jeremy Piven, Randy? I think he's high dollar, too, I've heard.
2: Yeah. I, Randy, we'll pay it.
1: He's also a piece of shit. Randy, we make so he, much money off of our ad revenue that we will pay for you to get Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven's a piece of shit. He used to slick his <laughs> hair back.
0: <laughs> when he had it? Actually, if you... Like, what, what was it? Old school he was in? Like, he was balding. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what... PCU? Was that the... Uh, oh, God, yeah, I've seen both of those sex comedy he was in? Yeah. Like, he was bald
1: at, like as a 25-year-old. But uh, he got those hair plugs, uh, dude. On um, Entourage, I—I I don't know what I was thinking, but he was one of my favorite characters. Ari Gold, I yeah, yeah. But do you look back on that and go like, yeah, he's still cool? No. What was the movie <laughs> that like ruined his career? That was called, look, like I, j- I joke about Entourage
0: a lot, and I, and I went through a period where I loved Entourage and the Entourage movie. I was there opening day.
1: I know you were. I will never watch another <laughs> scene of Entourage <laughs> in my life. What was the movie that ruined his career? Like car salesman? Or- no, I think
3: Spy Kids 4D.
1: He ruined his career. You're thinking of The Goods. The Goods, yeah. Yes. No, and Spy Kids, people love those movies.
3: I <laughs> know they made
1: It's Shark Boy and Lava Girl, come on. Yeah. that's Rodriguez, that's what he turned into. Fuck yeah. He's the man. He loves digital fuck film. <laughs> yeah. all right now uh last week we also teased something which was potentially uh covering all 49 different bloody mary movies and um yeah are you are you ready for this your first ever segment
3: (laughs) yeah all right
1: well you should be excited because i actually cut you a stinger for this thing
3: all right, you look
1: it. worried okay first of all it is not her first ever segment
0: um, <laughs> as a correction she has had the longest running segment in the history of this show
1: what was it the intro to the fucking show oh that's right <laughs> you know I used to not be a part of that though that's why all my respect was taken yeah, and, and the,
3: y'all the last like hundred of them you were.
1: <laughs> that's right i know that y- thanks for joining us yeah okay well her first ever good segment oh will be-
3: <laughs> we'll see all
1: right here you go Are you ready for the stinger mm-hmm. all right here we go Bloody Mary,
2: Bloody Mary, Bloody
3: Mary. <laughs> i was waiting for like a scream or something i know no. Ran- <laughs> i know randy
0: dug that background that bgm
2: Sounds like an Unconditional Arms song. I was, yeah.
1: No, what did you say? You said... Uh, uh, Upstream. Explosions in the Sky. Okay. All of yeah. those could work. Yeah.
2: What was I saying? Upstream
1: Color? That was a That was a telly, dude. Dude, it's good. You know what? Let's play it again. Because, you know, Bloody Mary is supposed to say it three times anyway.
0: Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary.
2: That's
3: good BGM.
0: <laughs> but are you also supposed to run the shower at the same time? You know, okay.
3: You're in the bathroom usually when you say it. Right? Thank Maybe.
0: you. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you run the shower. It wasn't the shower.
1: That was the shower. They had the faucet on. That's
2: a, a waste a of water regardless. Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: oh, okay. <laughs>
3: Maybe they're filling up a bath. I don't know where that came from.
1: I do. And they were running the faucet. Why? Weird. I don't know. <laughs> the shower. Might have
2: I don't a like
0: rules. I don't like water waste. I'm with Randy on this one. But it did, it, did it make oh, yeah. you want to pee? No, I just don't like water waste. <laughs> it bothers me. <laughs> All right. You, there's no reason you should take over a six minute shower. Okay. Well, what about
1: then? Do you have a beef with daily showers?
0: I know people that take a thirty minute shower. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah, these people need to be locked away.
1: Well, I we had a uh, Brazilian buddy who lived here over a decade on a green car or on a work visa. <laughs> That expired, you know, months in, and he used to take multiple half-hour showers a day.
0: That's insane.
1: After, like any any significant moment of the day, like oh, it's dinner time, he to eat, take a shower. Oh, I'm hanging out watching TV. Oh, I'm going to the club, take a shower. Get back from the club, take a shower.
3: I have heard. I heard someone who used to take a shower every time she pooped, like afterwards.
1: <laughs> I also get that. I like how Clark. <laughs> he's down for that, though. Yeah
3: it be like five showers a day for
1: you. Uh, three most days. <laughs> well, if he has the the liquids running down his leg, okay. One more. Th- oh let's God. reset it one more time. Oh three times, Bloody Mary. Oh, I have the. Bloody
0: Mary. <laughs> Bloody, Mary. <laughs> Bloody Mary.
3: All right. So, <laughs> the first movie of this segment uh, was found on YouTube under the title, um, which is impossible to search, Bloody Mary premiered on youtube of in july of this year
0: it premiered on youtube mm-hmm. indeed
3: turns out it's a movie called mary loss of soul from 2014 and there's absolutely no bloody mary in it but this movie is insane um
1: Boo. <laughs> <laughs> hey you know what yeah go ahead run it down
3: <laughs> um So it feels like a Hallmark movie immediately. I told Russell, I don't think anyone's going to die in this movie. Um, The mom's a food blogger. The dad is some nondescript job that works with accounts. So when they celebrate, they have cigars and garlic. Um, (laughs) They have two daughters. I I don't remember the youngest one's name, but Mary is a dancer. But she's not so good. She's not doing well in school, as uh, is evident in this really horrible clip.
1: Oh, which one do you want? You want me to play the first one? The report card one. All right, here we go.
0: Butcher's hook. You know, I'm cheesed off. me if you don't like me grazing, order yourself a new daughter. I did me best. You're talking a load of cod, Swallop. Here you are, asking for some grub when you come home with a card with a load of C's on it. You are a smart girl. When are we going to see evidence of it on your report card?
1: You've
3: yeah, been faffing around. That's just naff. Nice. <laughs> you know what? left? Naff, both of you. Mary, you're more than smart. Yeah, that's...
1: <laughs> that's people having a stroke.
3: They, that's the natural conversation they had when they opened her report card before spring break.
1: Yeah, they're faffing about. That movie reeks of, like, lifetime. All that fucking contrived dialogue. Yeah. it's It's actually kind of great. Love it.
3: Right, So after after her uh, report card, they still go to um, the vacation at their lake house.
0: It's all they ever wanted.
3: Yep. <laughs> where after a montage of just like dinner and swimming, even though it's too cold to swim, uh, Mary disappears for a period of time. It, it morphs into a scene where they just have the cops there and they're no one knows where she is. They can't reach her, even though she's usually really good at communicating with parents and... I don't know where she shows up, but uh, she's different. She's not smiling at all, which she usually does. She uh, can't taste anything. Um, she can't dance, which for her is like not being able to breathe.
1: It sounds like she got Corona. I, Listening back to this. It, yeah. I don't know how that didn't kick in when we were watching it, but when she's like, I can't taste anything. <laughs> Father, I have the Corona. She, oh, quit faffing about. Quit faffing about. Oh, my God. I hated that scene. <laughs> it was terrible. When you told me to pull that clip, I was like, oh, no. Yeah,
3: it's it's it might be the cringiest part of this whole script. But
1: Also, are you going to go beat by beat through every Bloody Mary movie? Because if we're going to try and hit all 19.
3: No. I already skipped over a bunch of shit.
1: <laughs> all the, All that very relevant plot in this film.
3: There is. I did feel a weird, like... Corona narrative, but this movie was from, you know, six years ago. So,
1: oh, so they're insiders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're clearly patient zero here.
3: So, after, um, so she's trying to figure out why she feels different. And, um, one night in her bedroom, she sees a ghost that she has almost no response to. But afterwards, the whole family starts seeing this like weird ghost that they say it looks just like Mary. An hour into the movie, her mom, um, Happens to meet a shaman from Ireland (laughs) while walking through the woods, pondering how she can help her daughter. Uh, And almost immediately after like talking for five minutes, the shaman diagnoses her with loss of soul.
1: Which is a title drop that we didn't know about.
3: (laughs) I was trying to look this movie up and it was... It was not working until. It,
1: for a little bit of context, uh, we were multitasking. I think she was cutting a video, and I was like, oh, I'll find a, a Bloody Mary movie. I went to Amazon Prime, Tubi, Netflix, nothing for free. So it's like, you know what? Let's turn to YouTube. And if there's a, a Bloody Mary movie, then everybody could watch it. This is the Bloody Mary movie.
3: Yeah, it's on Fear TV. Bloody Mary Full Free Scary Movie is, what is the title. What is
1: Fear TV?
0: No idea. It's the channel. It's one of those on, channels on YouTube? where they yeah. have
3: a bunch of free horror movies for whatever reason. They're, like, they're
1: kind of like the Kings of Horror, where it looks like they take movies that uh, were mismarketed. You or, know, You know I prefer My Kings to be from Leon. Oh, my... You went with <laughs> Leon? Yeah, of course. Okay. I, d- I, d- I do like Kings of Leon. Why? They're terrible. There's uh, a Shreds video that is like my favorite. My dad one day oh, was drunk, yeah. and he... Was freaking out, you know. Tweet that to make this whole point make sense. And to close, Randy, your
2: thoughts on Kings of Leon? <laughs> They're right; they have some jams. Okay,
1: that's why we sent you to Atlanta. Yeah, because his sex is on fire, dude. Fuck yeah! <laughs> All right.
3: Oh, I know what I forgot to mention. Um, while everyone is encountering the ghost that weirdly looks like Mary, they keep showing this woman who is always wearing too much makeup but her hair looks like a rat's nest.
1: Oh, Megan Fox. Like,
3: they drew her hairline in and then just, like, glued some hair to her head. And they keep showing her in this, like, dirty apartment, I don't know, pouring shit down the drain or (laughs) eating whatever. But the first time you hear her talk is this weird interaction where she's gardening and this guy walks up to her and gives her some mail, and then this interaction happens.
1: Hey, you haven't heard about anything going on down by the lake, have you?
3: No, I haven't. I been pretty busy here, though. so
1: uh, I just hear women blabbering is all. <laughs> Looks good.
3: I got my favorite magazine. It's the little things.
1: The, dude, is there supposed to be a lawnmower going in the background? So she's she's outside doing whatever, and the mailman shows up, and there's somebody mowing a lawn. They're trying to do the, like, David Lynch, white picket fence thing.
3: I don't even know if he was a mailman. He just had, like, he had no uniform on. He was just a guy. <laughs> Had her ma- I mean, it would make more sense. I mean, he had the
1: mail and he handed it to her. That's all I need.
0: Maybe he was the Robin Hood of mailmen. He robbed a
1: mail carrier. There, okay, and yeah. handed out mail himself. <laughs> I don't know the intent. No, this movie is totally The Room, but like uh if performed by a high school, like not a foreign person. So there's no reason all that weird shit should be happening. No. It was pretty good. I think if you were uh, having fun with friends, you could watch this movie and everybody would enjoy it. Okay, but um, it has
0: nothing to do with Bloody Mary.
1: Yeah, Oksana, explain yourself.
0: Also, what is the horror in this? What, <laughs> like,
3: turns out when I said... The no two one clips is...
0: are about faffing about in the mail.
3: <laughs> like, what are we doing? When I said no one dies in this movie, I was wrong. Turns out um, after... I know, should I just...
2: Go
1: Yeah, you're not going to ruin this for anybody.
3: The shaman performs a ritual where she travels into Mary's subconscious or some other plane to retrieve her soul, which she lost because she witnessed a traumatic event that she also couldn't remember afterwards, which was that crazy woman drowning some girls in the lake.
1: Yeah, there's a moment where that lady who is accepting the mail... Is at the uh, shore of a lake, and she's holding two little girls' face down underwater. And then the main character Mary's watching them, and she just goes and drops her phone. And the lady turns around; she's like, "No, no, no, it's okay. They're swimming. They're swimming." And then Mary kicks her and runs away. But as she's running, um, her soul floats away like a bird. I'm like a bird. I, I'll I tell
0: fly you, away. Clark.
1: If you if you had the attention, you would dig this movie. Like, if you were in the right mood and ready to just fuck around, like going to see Venom 2, yeah. you would enjoy Mary Loss of Souls. I mean, like, Google it and look at the images. It's terrible. But right. also,
3: if that doesn't sell you, the guy who plays her dad, uh, Jose Zuniga, Ken Seiko. Zuniga? He's been in a ton of movies. He was.
1: A- <laughs> Wait, you're going to win over Clark with this dude? You couldn't even pronounce his name? <laughs> dude, you know Jose Zuniga?
3: <laughs> well, I, he knows a bunch of actors I've never heard of.
1: Uh,
0: what movie movies. what movies he's been okay, in? Maybe but again, I'm wrong. The Rookie? <laughs> yeah, I know the rookie. All right. I don't know. With Dennis Quiet?
3: He was in From Dusk Till Dawn, this T V series. Okay, never mind.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay. So what are, what are the rules for this Bloody Mary thing? Do they have to actually do the Bloody Mary game from now on? Because I think I uh, we'd appreciate that. Yeah. Even though I picked this movie. <laughs>
3: I'll I'll do more research before watching it, and I won't trust any YouTube titles. How about that? All right,
1: I don't believe her, but (laughs) I won't be holding my breath. Audience, I hope you're not either. Glad we only got three more of these to go. No, because we're going to try and hit all nineteen movies. Incorrect. Well, we're (laughs) over one. So, (laughs) how how many episodes are we going to be doing in October? Four. That's how months work. Yeah, but you know they might line up weird. Like it's only the third right now. Anybody? Anybody? Okay, forget it. Yeah. So we'll be fine. All right. So you're all good? Yep. All right. I'll play the stinger for an outro. I'm joking. (laughs) Randy Michael. Yes, sir. Step from the batter's box
0: into the
2: the plate plate where someone bats.
0: Yeah, I meant I meant
1: step from on deck to the batter's box because I was like, wait, what happened? You had a
2: stroke.
1: <laughs> I did, and you have glasses on, so I can't see your eyes. If they had rolled back in your head, I would have. Yeah. You would have just died. I really don't feel well,
2: Randy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please take me.
2: I watched a movie that came out on Netflix this Friday called "The Guilty," directed by Anton Fuqua. It's a uh, remake of the Danish film support. directed by Guta- Gustav Moeller. Uh Came out in 2018. I uh, saw it, yeah, sometime in 2018 or 2019. Did uh, this new remake need to be made for American audiences? Probably not. But it's got Jake Gyllenhaal, so you know it's it's not bad. He uh, he does a great job. Um, it's basically he is uh, a cop who has been demoted to uh from like a you know a cop on the street to a dispatcher you find out why later um but he essentially gets a call from a woman who has been kidnapped she's like in the back of a van he gets like a little bit of information from her before they get broken up and then he's trying to um yeah use the little information that he has to kind of figure out where she might be and try to um yeah, save her and kind of, like, stop the situation. And there's some, like, twists and stuff from there. I don't really remember the plot from the first one. I do remember it being a lot more, like, tense than this one is. Um, I think they shot the Guilty, the new one, during, like, the early stages of the pandemic. And there's, like, these weird cutaways, like, from the dispatch office to, like, the side of the highway that look just, like, super cheap like they just sent like a you know a second ad out to just like shoot like you don't see people or anything you just see like behind cars and it just i don't know it looks kind of weird and it like cuts the tension of like just seeing jake gyllenhaal like in the room like kind of like you know stressed out and freaking out trying to figure out what's going on
0: yeah i don't and remember didn't, if the, didn't they
2: didn't they only do it once i think they did it like twice maybe okay. three times Okay, I have recollection.
0: Um, they doing it once, and I was like, "This is stupid."
2: Yeah, it wasn't a ton, but it annoyed me enough that I don't remember that being in the original. And yeah, it, you know, when you cut away from a shot like that, it, you know, it really, right, like loses your attention and like cuts the the tension that is happening in in the movie. But I don't know, it was okay. I gave it a three. Like I said, Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, I could watch pretty much do anything, and he's really good in this. Um, Riley Keough, I didn't realize was the, uh, voice actor for the woman in the car. And then I guess Bill Burr shows oh, wow. up, uh, in it as a voice for a minute. Did you not catch him when he's eight? Cause it
0: was very clearly Bill Burr.
2: It did. Yeah. I, he was, he only appeared once. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I heard him that time. Apparently Ethan Hawke did a voice too. I didn't recognize Ethan Hawke, but. No. But yeah, I don't know. It's okay. I would say definitely check out the original Danish one um, first or just watch that one instead.
1: Now, Fuqua also remade The Magnificent Seven, right? Yeah, also. Yeah. How was, that was garbage too, right? It was, it was not great. I never saw it. Yeah, I couldn't bring myself to
0: watch it either. Fuqua has never fully done it for me. He's been close. I, you know, I'm not a Training Day fan, and I feel like Training Day is his
1: you know, summit, his peak. Yeah. And uh, he directed Training Day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Why did I think somebody else? No, he you yeah, probably right. thought David Akers, but David Akers wrote it. He wrote it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. And that's my boy from Bright.
0: Yeah. Also <laughs> another huge. Now, I do like End of Watch. I will. I, I am a fan of End of Watch for the uh, Yeah, I did that too. You yeah, haven't watched it? You never saw End Isn't of Watch? Isn't that Gyllenhaal too? hmm Oh, mm-hmm. look at that. Well, here's the thing. I'm a Hall guy. So uh I, I watched this this morning and Randy, we're 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 aligned um in our assessment of that. Go watch the original. Um this one really yeah. didn't the I mean when you think about the original, I mean, and then you think about making a remake from the original, what are you going to do different? And what they did different is uh, show <laughs> those terrible scenes outside of the call center that do nothing. And there's more hand holding. Um, it's fine. It's a, it's a solid
1: three. All right. And I yep. will never watch it again. Well, <laughs> I mean, when you're dealing with the remake, do you want like a shot by shot or do you want a new direction? I don't want a remake of this. I just mean a remake in general, but
0: I understand from a, uh, you know, a, a, monetary perspective you know you throw a big name like a Hall. yeah i assume gyllenhaal still a big name um they didn't pour a ton of money into this and they shot it I, I don't from what i read again i just i just saw the headlines of this i didn't actually read the article but i don't think that fuqua and Hall ever were in the same room together um i'll be honest
1: huh. i never even heard of this film either one
0: the original played at Fantastic Fest uh, during the satellites that they were doing um, oh, okay. in San Francisco. So that's how I saw it. Okay. And that was, what, 2017, 2018? Oh, wow. Whenever they were doing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I really enjoy Harsh Times, which is from the writer of Training Day. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well, you were hung up on David right? dude.
1: Acre, he's a fucking weirdo. I like it, but you know, I you're talking about. So the original is a foreign film, and then this is a domestic remake. Correct. I, how often do those really work out? I think of Quarantine right away and Wreck. and it's like Quarantine clearly the worst movie. Or I think of uh, Funny Games, which is like there's really not a lot different That's there. Shot by shot, yeah, and it's the same guy. Yeah, but I mean, different cast. So I'm like, I don't know, what do you, what do you want from this show? I'm not as critical on the, the U.S. remake of Funny Games. No, I'm not either. I like it. And as I think they I. actually
0: go well together. As well, because I'm a Michael Pitt fan.
1: I got to look him up. He was the kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know I don't know actors. To me, everybody is the character. Tim Roth. What, what's he in? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> you know Timothy Roth. No. what do you think? I do like a film podcast? That you know 1900. Legend of 1900. 19- <laughs> no way you've ever seen that movie. Is that a fantasy film? Uh,
0: ish, yeah. Kind of. Well, no, <laughs> not your fantasy. If you had watched it, it's, a, it's, it's not. More, it's a fable, oh. I would say. That's a video game Randy, Did I you hate. ever
2: see The Legend of 1900? I've never heard of it until right now.
1: Okay. Yeah, we're a good podcast. Guess you hear what? about cool movies. Guess like. what? Y'all got your little <laughs> October bullshit.
0: Yeah. I'm bringing back homework assignments, no, baby. Have fun. Ring, ring. Ring, ring, goes a bell, said Chuck Berry one time before he put a camera in a
1: women's bathroom and saw people peeing. And a barrel up his throat and a hole in the back of his head. (laughs) Ring, ring, baby. Chuck Berry
0: Berry was far too vain. (laughs) Chuck Berry loved himself far too much to ever think about killing himself because he he thought he was God's gift of music to the world. Yeah, Um, Nirvana was a great band. Legend nineteen hundred is great. I'm just gonna power it. Essentially, Tim Roth well, plays. No, don't talk about Legend of nineteen hundred. It's a fable. It's good. Oh my god! Tim Roth is born on a ship. It's a charter ship, and uh, actually never leaves the ship, and is a musical prodigy.
1: It's a. It's a. I like that movie. Is there a murder? Does a ghost appear? you have to check. It's it fucking out. October, bro. We're not talking the any fables, Legend of 1900. Oh, it's about the horrors of society, man. All right, Randy. <laughs> talk about the Halloween movie you watched this week.
2: I didn't watch any. However, <laughs> I did download a a new app slash streaming service um, by Kino called Kino Court. They've oh. been advertising it. Um, Missed opportunity.
0: I, it's Kino therapy.
2: I, I know. <laughs> I watched something before uh, we hopped on. That was an art exploitation film that I didn't care for. Um, oh. <laughs> hey, their former
0: sponsors of this show, dude.
2: This uh, this service has a lot of good stuff on it. However, it has commercials like Tubi, oh. like right in the middle. Like they don't no. seem timed at all. It'll like break up a tense scene. Um, and there's like, it feels like every like ten to like fifteen minutes there's commercials. Is it free? It is free, though. Yeah, so okay. that's cool. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. I think to- Toad Road is on there, too.
1: Oh, rad. Yeah, they got Dog Tooth. They got um, a town called Panic. They have Chained uh, for Life. A Girl Walks yeah. Home Whoa. Alone at Night. Beware the Blob. Yeah, they got a lot of... Hey, they have um, Astro Zombies on here, too. A Virgin Among the Living Dead. Yeah, they got some uh, cool shit on here.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of cool stuff. What was the movie you didn't like? Welcome to the Circle. Oh,
1: I don't know it. The
2: Circle
0: was not good. So I imagine Welcome to the Circle.
2: <laughs> the welcome, prequel.
0: Welcome to the Circle
1: Jerk. The, oh, The, the prequel. <laughs> the precom That's a trauma film. Actually, that feels more Full Moon. Oh, I almost watched a Full Moon movie the other day. Hey, they got they got some good ones I on there. I almost did. I'll show you the trailer. What was it, Puppet Master 11? No, but it was about a puppet. Okay, (laughs) it was a doll. I'm instantly not interested anymore. It's called like
0: Binky Baby or something.
1: Oh, Binky Baby! I'm back in. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll
0: try to find track it down. All right, Randy. Anything else? That's it. Okay. Here we go. We are kind of up against the clock. Kind of. I mean, we got time.
1: Way to intro your new segment. That's why. Yeah. So,
0: set the timer because I've got a lot of movies to cover now i did watch the guilty i also watched the movie that russell you're going to talk about everyone on the show watched the movie that you will close out with so i imagine that we'll have uh well that will be an involved conversation so i will withhold my commentary regarding that film i won't even tell you what that movie is cuz i am all about building suspense speaking of building suspense here we go set the timer What are we doing? Ten minutes?
1: Ten per movie? No, you idiot. Okay, all all together. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Set it at ten. Ready? Whenever you say go, I'll start it.
0: On Sunday, last week, I saw a movie directed by Joe Carnahan. This is called Cop Shop. It's out in the theaters right now. Starring Gerard Butler, Frank Grillo, and my boy... Toby Huss Toby Huss is worth the price of admission. This movie is fun. it moves quickly it's got an insane body count. Don't take it seriously and don't get too ter- don't get overly bothered with the terrible ending that tries to tie everything together and this movie gets so ridiculous you just go along with it. it's fun. Um, Gerard Butler is actually very palatable in this. Oh wow. I feel like people are split on Gerard Butler, right? Uh yeah. I like him. Hey, he's okay. I think he's charming and he's charming in this and everyone is morally bankrupt and uh I, I I I that's fun. I'm also a Frank Grillo fan. And Frank Grillo's solid in this. I feel like Frank Grillo, we're we're in a Grillo sons. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're in a Frank Grillo sons as far as I'm concerned. And I uh, he's great in this. And Toby Hush just crushes it uh, coming in. I mean, they give he chews up all the scenery that he is in and they just let him go to town and he just does it. And it's it's I had so much fun with Cop Shop. I did not have fun with the uh, new film on Netflix called Worth. It came out September 3rd. Um, I have not heard a whole lot of people talk about it, and that's probably for good reason. An attorney in Washington, D.C., battles against cynicism, bureaucracy, and politics to help the victims of 9-11. Uh, this film is about Ken Feinberg, who was the, uh, special chief, um, what was it? No. Special master? I don't know. It's a real dumb (laughs) name they give people, um, and he was basically in charge of the, uh, 9-11 Nine Eleven 11 Victims Fund. Okay. And uh, that was a job that nobody wanted. Michael Keaton, uh, his character, Ken Feinberg, uh, the actual guy, uh, took that job along with uh, Amy Ryan's character. And Amy Ryan Russell is, of course, um, Beattie from The Wire. Beattie from The uh, Which one's Beatty? McNulty's wife. Oh, okay. Also, there is a... What is that?
1: Do you hear it? I don't hear it. I hear it. Maybe my phones, but it, okay. <laughs> it's driving me insane. It's the metronome, dude. We're trying to keep you on beat.
0: Yeah, no, it's like a, it's like a fast beating heart of static. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of my new album, dude. I don't know. Randy, heart of static. Take that and run with it. Uh, Worth <laughs> is just not good guys. Um, Keaton's fine. You know, he's uh, fully committed to that Boston accent. And Hell that's, yeah. that's cute they just really, really, really pull on the heartstrings here and, um, you know, like, oh, okay, we get it. I'm good. And, uh, it just, it's, it's just, um, it's not great. Stanley Tucci plays sort of the, the savior of the situation to where Michael Keaton is, you know, his heart is in the right place, but also he's trying to get a job done. So the formula that he proposes for the victims, um, obviously a lot of people don't, didn't appreciate the formula. I was like why is my son's you know life who was a janitor not important as the <laughs> CEO of your daughter. Yeah. That's the thing. So um he was he was the one who basically started a campaign against it but then they actually worked together and uh, 97% of people uh filed because uh, they needed 80 80 percent. And they fought really hard. They, it was like two years that they got um, get all these victims and they had like uh, 3,500 people or something. And uh, yeah, they got 97 percent. I think all but like 40 some people did not file um, for that. And they they settled for seven billion dollars. Um, it's two hours. Oh, of God. That. Worth. <laughs> not a lot. It's not worth a lot. Thank you so much. Hey, you still got good time going. Okay. I've got two more here. And all uh, right. I oh. hope
1: they're all Halloween appropriate. Very quickly. Zero
0: percent <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> I told you about a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Netflix series Untold, um, which they do sports documentaries. And uh, very briefly, I just want to mention crimes and penalties. And this is about... Um, and this is a good uh, setup for the next movie, um, the real-life Tony Soprano of Danbury, Connecticut. Um, when his son was 17, <laughs> as a birthday present, he bought him a minor league hockey team oh. and made him president and general manager. This is a real story. This is your dream. And, the, and that kid uh, was a huge hockey fan. And he was also a huge wrestling fan, and he wanted to combine that together. Oh, hell so yeah. So he got this ragtag group of... Uh, hockey players and he actually got a couple of professional hockey players because nhl was on strike oh and they were just fighting all the time and they actually got the um commissioner of the um ihl in the documentary and that guy's a character and the third act gets a little weird um and they've actually got the the real life tony soprano guy who served prison time but essentially he made his fortune of uh a trash empire. He was a a uh, trash empire. Yeah, he he owned a bunch of garbage companies, and so the name of this hockey team was called the Trashers. Oh, I don't.
1: <sighs> Very interesting documentary. Um, Wait, so it really happened? Yeah, highly entertaining. Is there is there footage of like hockey pro wrestling? Yes.
0: Oh, what? Yeah, it's highly entertaining. Highly entertaining. Untold crimes and penalties. All right, I've got three and a half minutes. We're going to go over. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to play you off, dude. Um, well, we're going to go over because you may have some uh, probing questions about the many saints of Newark. No, we're not probing. A Sopranos film.
1: Oh, okay. This movie's based on the hockey owner, the other. So that guy was the real Tony. That's what they but say. But his name wasn't Tony. No. It was Joey. Uh, I'm going to own a fucking hockey team. Hey, oh <laughs> what was his name? He's gonna get some fucking wrestlers. What were they wearing?
0: Like, a- oh, well, here's the thing. Um, his name is James. But here's the thing: why they say with the, the Sopranos, um, he actually had a signed picture of James Gandolfini autographed, uh-huh. and he said to the real Tony Soprano. And also, Tony Soprano's son in the series is named AJ. Uh huh. The kid's name in real life, yeah, is AJ oh that's proof there we go just saying
1: it's there all right you got by the two way, minutes. sorry
0: it's not it's the uhl not the ihl yeah get it right dude okay The many sanks of no word i really was exci- of course i'm excited about this me too the sopranos is one of the greatest television series of all time that's what i hear and you know they were going
1: to make a movie Great. And it's the same writer, it's the same team, and they're reliving it. It's back. This movie's not great. I did not Shut your fucking mouth. Uh, uh, no. My introduction to The Sopranos is gonna be bad. Please.
0: <laughs> Please no. don't do that. Why? I don't foresee a reason why you should watch this if you have not seen The Sopranos, and even if you have seen The Sopranos, maybe you'll get more appreciation out of this than I did, uh, and every once in a while you'll go, Oh, that was cute. He, they, they did a good job. I got a like, reason I appreciated, for you, it. I appreciated some things of this. I, honestly, I I think the character work in this is fine. I've got no issues with the casting and, and how they did uh, with certain people. Like the guy who played Silvio, he totally got little Steven's facial expressions. He also nailed his walk. Yeah, it was cartoonish. But guess what? It's cartoonish in the fucking show. So they nail it. And I honestly, I think that the best uh, performance is probably from Corey Stoll, um, who I'm a huge fan of, but he plays Junior Soprano. And the way he did Junior was just perfect. And I, I really think that uh, that added a lot to the movie for me, frankly. Um Ray Liotta's solid in this too, but the whole narrative is about a character who is not in the show, and the whole movie is centered around Dickie Molisanti. Now, we know Dickie Molasanti because we know that Dickie Molasanti is Christopher. Quechefa. Okay. He's Christopher's father, but Dickie dies when Christopher's very young, Dickie so we dies? knew this. Dick is dead. <laughs> so. Dead dicks, dude. The thing is is that the, the movie opens up very strangely, where we're we're uh, sort of um, panning through a graveyard, right? But as we pass each tombstone, we hear st- we just hear uh, w- we go in and out of talking of that dead person as we pass their tombstone. Then we hit Quikipha's, uh tombstone, and he and then he takes the story from there and talking about Tony, and they've actually do a little inside thing about like when Christopher. Yes, I know we're going over. Shut it the fuck off!
1: What? I'm not doing that alarm. I'm doing the dumb bad band thing. Oh, it's the website. Of course. (laughs) Thank you. No, you're out of time. Okay. So.
0: (laughs) Said it four fucking times. Yeah. So, he he. Narrates the oh. film to a certain extent. Um, it's it's and that's Michael Imperioli. The thing with the show is that you need to know that Christopher dies and he dies at the hands of Tony. So Tony actually kills Christopher. Christopher is his nephew. They are very close, and Tony was very close to his father, played by Alessandro Nivola, who you will know from the Art of Self Defense. He was the oh, uh, cool. he's that guy. Yeah. He's great. The acting is solid in this. Um, also, Joey Diaz gets uh, shot in the head. Oh, tight! I was going to ask you. A, uh, let me tell you, he has a decent role. Like, he's he has a name, and he has several speaking parts. <laughs> he has a name. And he gets shot in the head, and that's probably the most visceral part of the movie. Oh. It's pretty good when he gets capped in the back <laughs> of the head. And then they have his funeral, and they've got a picture. They've got a picture. It's just Joey Diaz's face. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the only time I laughed in the movie. Um, <laughs> was it a comment? But actually, I listened to an interview that David Chase did. David Chase did not direct this, but he created the series and actually wrote the script. And he had an interview uh, with with Marin on WTF. And he was explaining that um, they had shot this thing before the riots with George Floyd happened. Uh-huh. And it's just, it mirrors each other. Um, a lot of this has to do with rioting in the oh, 70s. Okay. And he said we had this predated this by a year Yeah, we shot this before quarantine so um it just happened the racial tension plays a a big part in this but um it's just you watch it and and just what's the purpose here also it takes and uh you know the the biggest selling point of this is that oh Gandolfini's son is in it and he's playing a young Tony he doesn't show up until an hour into this two-hour movie.
1: Oh. So he's in the movie for an hour. I really thought it was all about him. No. All the coverage I've heard is like... The movie's centered around Dickie. Okay. Yeah.
0: And, um, it's, look, it's not a bad movie. It's
1: just strange. I don't know. I, I was ready for you to come in guns a blazing here. I really wanted to. Um, it's just, it's, yeah, Yeah. It happened. All right. Well, I do have one reason to watch it this way, chronological order. Don't do it, man. Don't do it, because the the be- I mean, at least well, I'm, me, not
0: gonna, I'm not the gonna best power parts through. of this were like the 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 nuances that the actors were doing. Uh huh. Um, like again, Corey Stoll was was incredible. I thought he was a great junior. Cause junior is probably one of my favorite characters and the way he plays a young junior and the way that he never could fully relate to Tony. I, they nailed that stuff. Yeah. It's just the story was just kind of meh. but I honestly, I think they did a pretty good job with the character stuff. And I, I know that uh, people disagree with me on that and that's fine. You can go fuck
1: yourself. Yeah. It's not doing incredible on rotten tomatoes. I really thought this was going to be like bulletproof, but also there's uh, at the end of the film.
0: Oh, you're going to ruin it? There's, there's sort of a um, a seminal moment that's happened with mm-hmm. a young Tony Soprano. And you know it's the end of the movie because they start playing the theme song of the oh, Sopranos. Oh, God. Did you cry? And I was like, oh. no, I, I, I think I openly sighed.
1: <laughs> well, you do that anyway. You walk out, walk downstairs. Me and Oxana laugh every time we hear you through the wall going, oh, it could be anything. It could be nothing. I exhale, dude, and I'm not healthy.
2: Randy, did you watch this? No. <laughs> okay. Well, Randy, you, you never saw The Sopranos, correct? I've seen the pilot. And
1: oh. And that's it. The ducks. Randy knows about the ducks. Totally. Okay, I, I remember I re- that. I thought Randy was going to be all in here, but if Randy uh, won't give it the time of day, then I think I'm going to have to back out, too. All right. That's it. All right. Well... Oh, what a bummer. I was really excited for my uh digging a grave for FOMO. And then, I don't know. Now I'm kinda like, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll just have FOMO. And I'll sit around and think I missed fucking Sopranos and now I got this fucking hat. I don't right. think it's I don't think it's a ton of FOMO. I yeah, I don't know. Are you it, kidding me? I've heard people are excited about this thing. Of course, but yeah. now it's out. And they're like, huh. Eh. And they're like, man, well, fucking life sucks. <laughs> like this goddamn prequel. Get excited also, for something. It's
0: uh, the color correction is very um
1: drab. It's very dark. <laughs> That's a weird comment coming from you. I'm just saying. I know, but it's just interesting yet. The last jab you throw this movie is like color correction, critique. <laughs> it's very dark and dreary and all right. Let's talk about the film that we're all dying to talk about. Uh how do you pronounce it, Randy? Titan? Yeah, I think so. I, I thought it was Titan. I, th- I say Titan, so yeah. I don't give a fuck. Okay, well, it's not Titan. It'd be Titan or Titane. Can, con. Randy was like, oh, I listened to some highbrow intellectuals talk about it, and they called it Teton.
2: I listened what, to titan, the director it's... talk about it.
1: Yeah, that loser. Geez, <laughs> great. Who is she anyway? Julia Documentary. What's her last name?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Julia Documentary. The corner? Randy, help me out.
1: Well, looks like Randy froze. Randy
2: froze. Say it again. Yeah, you guys froze for me, too. Julia de DeCorno?
1: De I, I don't like how confidently
2: he you know. said that. I know. He
1: had pretension oozing out of his yeah, mouth right. when he was like, Hey, Randy, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, from the director of Raw comes a movie uh, that one can only describe as... Uh, I don't know what I want to go with. If uh, Brandon Cronenberg remade Crash... It is uh, beautiful. It is body horror. It is a film I haven't thought about today because I've been doing so much other Halloween shit. But thankfully, we've all watched it so we can bounce it off of each other. I'll tell you, you know, let me paint the picture. Um, me and Oksana, we're like, you know what? Everybody else is busy tonight. So what we can do, we can have a fucking date night. <laughs> and uh, you know what? We've been together for about a decade now. <laughs> and how many dates have we gone on? three maybe i don't know maybe one maybe
3: counts as a date anymore
1: i or whatever did yeah (laughs) but let's be honest that's your fault oh i know but i mean neither of us care because you got to always have you know other things say you don't care okay good See, she's been trained. It took a decade, but now she... Here's the thing. So we're like, we have to go to Redwood City. We're going out there. And then we found out the Balboa was showing it. But that's another story. So we went out to Redwood City, which, you know, it kind of felt like a date night. We're going out there. It's like a half hour drive from where we are. I haven't been at the theater in a long time. The first
3: time we were there was for the Star Wars marathon when yep. the 10th one came out.
1: Which was also felt like a date night. We were there for 14 hours. Started <laughs> at 3 a.m. one day, ended at 8 p.m. the next day. I like Redwood City. Me too. It's a cool theater, it's and
3: it's a it, cool area too. It had like they had the theater district or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's like we only have that um, in Daly City and um, uh, San Bruno, but it's always connected to like a mall or some other crap. That one feels like a standalone. It feels like it's called the theater district out there. Yeah, it feels very I don't know demanding. And you get in there, and you're like, man, we're here. One, uh, well, you're deep in the peninsula. That's that's sort of the theme. Once you get to San yeah, Mateo on South. Life gets a little boring, yeah. and the theater starts to become like the entertainment. Which yeah. I mean, I'm down with that. But we get there. Uh, first off, my first mistake was wearing a long sleeve shirt. I thought I was being uh, smart, and I'm like, I'm not going to bring a jacket. I don't want to carry that. I wear a long sleeve. Get out there. It's a fucking 82 degrees at night. Also, I don't know what's going on in Redwood City. We were walking by all these like patio restaurants where they just you know everybody's sitting outside eating, yeah. except everybody was a tween. I'm like, well, how, where are the parents out here? We're walking around to all these tweens and like short shorts, and it, it they had tables reserved, right? Sit, tell them I'm not crazy.
3: Yeah, no, it was all outdoor seating with like the the you know string like string lights. Or Very whatever.
1: romantic. Yeah. Wait, what, what night did y'all go out there? Uh, Friday, dude. It was it, Friday night, tween night. No, it's not. Yeah, in Redwood City, it's that's not a thing. Yeah, you almost smiled. You're lying. <laughs> Of course it's not a thing. (laughs) It's tween time, everybody. I don't know. It was weird. Also, we got out. We parked, uh, got out, and instantly walked the wrong direction. We circled the whole block (laughs) to get to the theater, which was a right and uh, 10 feet away. We went left and uh, yeah, around the whole. So we got a little exercise in. I really got to feel the choice of wearing that long sleeve. It it didn't feel good. I used to go to the theater all the time when I was to San Mateo. It's a good theater, and I'd go back. Uh, This night- You used to catch the train. (laughs) Yeah, I remember. You'd be very proud of that. You'd wear that dumb fedora. Oh, it's train time. (laughs) Did you read
3: a newspaper, too?
1: Possibly. He had penny loafers on. He was very proud. you dream
3: of being a middle-aged man.
1: (laughs) I don't dream of being... I am a middle-aged man. God. Okay, so we get out there. And uh, mind you, I don't know anything about this movie. I, I knew... I enjoyed Raw a lot. It was kind of... I didn't like the way that it was hyped. Like, again, I always mention how the Alamo, they gave out barf bags there. And I'm like, what are you doing now? This movie can never live up to a barf bag. But we get in there. Um, first thing I'd like to mention, that theater was fucking it was crowded. I'm like, whoa, dude, what? It's tween night out there. But yet we have a full house for fucking titane, Titan Teton. And uh, we were we sat down. Everybody hates this. We sit in the back row on the floor. So we were the only people down there. That's the fucking life hack where the only people are like, this is fucking date night. This is great. All the fucking children are up there. Um, The movie plays. Nobody walks out because I've heard everybody mention that like, oh, no walkouts. This is a movie that I could see people walking out of. I had no walkouts in mind. I had two walkouts in Cop Shop. Oh, you did? (laughs) Yeah. With 15 minutes left. Now, I've also heard complaints about Cop Shop. What? I just people have texted me like a oh, cop shop garbage. I had fun. I also heard complaints about the fucking Nicolas Cage movie that none of us watched. Randy saw it. Randy twice. Yeah. Randy, you watched it twice.
2: I saw it once for a film festival. Then I saw it with the cellar dwellers last weekend.
1: Oh, did you talk about it? Uh,
0: They gave him a shout out on today's episode and they said, uh, Randy was, they pitched it and packaged it in such a way where they made Randy sound responsible and not lame for not joining this, uh, talking about the show. Why didn't you join them?
2: (laughs) It was a Sunday night. I think it, the showing was at 730. So it was like nine ish after it ended and then they were going to go back and record. (laughs) (laughs) I had to wake up. I, I go to work early.
1: Randy, I... Here, I'm talking to just Randy right now. They they can't hear me, Randy. You realize when I mentioned earlier that we made a ton of ad revenue, that was a lie. We need uh, we need to network. And you and Clark, you used to be on Twitter a lot. You did pretty good, honestly. I was about to fire Oxana. But here's the thing. You, you fell off, man. If you get invited onto another podcast, you better go. We're whoring you out. That's why you're in Atlanta.
2: Oh, I'll go okay. on again sometime. Or I'll go on sometime, but... They, they know me. I've already told them straight up. I was like, yo, I go to bed at like 9, 9 P. So and I I'll barely a see a movie them. at 7 PM. <laughs> okay. Well, did you like it?
1: It's okay. 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 Three stars. Now, okay, Teton, this movie, man, I, uh, the first act felt like a fucking slasher to me. Yeah. And I was kind of shocked. It also, was. We get a lot of, uh, long shot, highly stylized, beautiful color, um, do you have any comments about the color correction? Love the color. All right, the color Love correction
0: it. on point. Well, no, the, the, the reason why I bring it up is because I am colorblind. So <laughs> things things that are, like, bright and overly saturated, I'm just
1: naturally drawn. Yeah, Clark Little Reffin. Yeah. Okay, so it... Dude, this movie, it, it, I've been thinking about it a lot. And really, I can only bring to the table uh, my theories about it. Because there's a lot of themes going on in this movie. But, okay, here... Now, I think... Because I've talked to a lot of people who normally don't go out to the theater. It seems like if you're listening to our show, you'll have gone and watched this movie by the time this uh, episode comes up. So I'm okay with kind of talking about the whole movie. I don't know if you guys are. Think about it. But I am going to read the synopsis from uh, IMDb, which I didn't read this before watching it, and it's not helpful, but I don't think I'd recommend it. So, I mean, yeah. stop it now if you if you haven't uh, watched a Titan or Titan. Well, or, I don't, from my perspective, I don't know if it matters. I don't think it does either, but I just want to be, uh, you know, I don't want to go beat by beat through the movie and then be like, surprised that it's over Because Because, uh, which if you <laughs> Julie Documentary held
0: this, um, she held this plot under wraps. Like, people did, really didn't know what this was until, yeah. like, it hit can, from what I can understand. And then
1: they watched it and they still didn't know yeah. what it was. <laughs> So it's fine. I don't know know if there's a a plausible spoiling of this film. I know. Well, I mean, again, uh, to really enjoy this film, you have to experience it. So if you're going to read a transcript or something.
0: This is is one of the more visceral films I've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you've been warned thoroughly. So IMDb uh, tries to sum up this movie uh, as follows. Following a series of unexplained crimes, a father is reunited with the son who has been missing for 10 years titan a metal highly resistant to heat and corrosion with high tensile strength alloys there you go yeah have fun with the movie and um i you know in one way i think it really does set up the film because that second sentence is very like okay what am i getting into like i didn't raw to me wasn't very um surreal in anyway, It kinda went into a uh the lobster territory where it's kind of like a whimsy universe, except we're dealing with cannibalism. Yeah. Very strange veterinary school situation. Yeah. But uh, I that I, I chalked that up as being foreign. You know, that's that's interesting. I didn't even I didn't even ponder the veterinarian thing. Yeah. Well here let me just say uh I love the film. Yeah. Did you? So Obviously, I was excited to see it because
0: I loved raw Raw hit me immediately when I was in the theater, okay, um, and I have refused to rewatch it just because I felt like that I didn't want to ruin that experience that I had, and sometimes I do that with films where I'm like, oh God, if I rewatch this, maybe it doesn't mean as much as it did when I saw it yeah, um, and uh, and I love raw, love raw, loved a raw dog. this it took some time, and i but I will tell you, I have thought about this every day since, yeah. I have I really haven't stopped thinking about it and I I kind of knew that after I saw it. Um that this was and I will go see this tomorrow. I'll go rewatch it cuz I I feel like um I just I I owe it to myself to do that to Yes, no. I I'm a big fan of, of this. Um but again, it's it's um hit me in a different way <laughs> than Raw did. You want an uppercut? um yeah i came with that uh, it came with just a bunch of left jabs and I'm like okay
1: well it feels kind of like a collage of many other films that we've seen before that all kind of like would have one moment where there's a long take like uh the beginning of this film when she's walking through the crowd at the car show it reminded me of climax where i'm like yeah. oh okay we're doing like a big choreographed thing and then when she's like fucking the hood of this car I got, I got Holy Motors vibes out of that. I I totally thought you were going to say an erection. No, they didn't do it for me. Did None of the movie? No. Not even the violent uh, nipple ring? No bones. (laughs) No bones about it? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So that, that car show, what did you think of it as a car guy? Love the car show. Is that what they're like? I don't know. I'm not. It's like I, a rave. I don't, I don't go to the, it, conventions. It's a rave with a bunch of crypto guys. Like, yeah, I'm going to buy that fucking car. No, it seemed very European to me. So. Also, um, uh, can anybody uh, chime in here and ask why were they getting her autograph? Because she was a celebrity. Do they do that? Again, I chalked it up as weird European. All right thing. Now, here, I, I'm very um, uh, naive and gullible. I've never been to a strip club. Now, when you go to a strip club, do you get an autograph of the girl when she gets off the pole? Okay. First of all, no second okay <laughs> you've never been to a strip club no randy's been to a strip club yeah well randy's fucking raw dogging it out in atlanta <laughs> okay oksana's <laughs> probably been to a strip oksana have you been to a strip club be honest yeah i
3: don't want to talk about it yeah she yeah! Had,
1: I, I knew it i have not i'm the good one here everybody thinks oh he's the fucking republican yeah y'all want to call me a good boy no i am a good boy and I'm proud about it.
3: <laughs> it did seem like they were like calendar girls or something. And yeah, but I don't know. It, just, was, it was weird that people, it wasn't just her either.
1: Also, the autographs were the least convincing point of this Roar. movie. Yeah. It's like, Roar. what is your name? Yeah. <laughs> she did like a Nike check mark. It almost it was a swoosh. It felt like in a high school play, it's like a beat that everybody was uncomfortable to hit. Yeah. And it's like, okay, the autograph. And they just kind of almost, and then they move away. Yeah. It was uh, that, that's my only. C- one of two complaints in this movie what's your turn what do you got to complain about (laughs) can i tell you my favorite scene yeah yeah please uh when
0: he because there's a there's a transition there okay um when he dances on the fire truck i how did i know you were gonna go there
2: (laughs)
1: That was when everything's, I I don't know, man, that, that hit me emotionally. Okay. Well now, uh, now this is one of the moments in the movie that uh, I think about a lot because the presentation here and the setup is really weird. Yeah. So it's a uh, volunteer firefighter group and they're all like, uh, I don't know if they're volunteer. I I thought I read volunteer in there. It doesn't matter. It's a bunch of fire. It's a bunch of ripped firefighter boys yeah. who uh, if they're not beating down the flames, they're beating it to a beat. It's a heavy bro club. Yeah, but it's like a rave club, too. And they're but they're moshing. Yeah. So the scene you're talking about is all of these boys who half of them are shirtless are like moshing to like uh, house music. And our character. By the way, I've listened to that song nonstop. Yeah, Oxana also looked up the soundtrack That's after. Good. Um, Now, which, you know, we did with Raw. Because it had that rap that we loved. Yeah, yeah. I Totally forgot about it until we watched this movie. But now they're they're moshing, and our lead, who's a fe- a pregnant female who's pretending to be a boy, like kind of makes her way into the middle. She's again, she's pretending to be a boy at the behest of her father. Yeah, and who only refers to her as his son. She climbs up on a fire truck, and uh, she does her little dance. So, what do you what do you think was happening here? What do you mean? Like, what do you think that moment is about? So I oh. actually I actually think a lot of this film is just visual metaphor. And I thought that was a really interesting way to articulate a feminine presence kind of like in a masculine environment. Yeah. And she just can't get in rhythm with them. So uh, I thought it was an interesting way to portray everybody there slowly, like... Uh, d- d- having their attention set on her like what the, what's up with this like you know what i mean she's up on the truck well, dancing yeah, I mean, yeah because she's she back in she's going to what she knows she's back in her
0: element yeah so despite the packaging of that it's like it's in her like she's expressing herself yeah regardless of what they're seeing because um she's doing the same thing she did at the beginning of the movie but the presentation and the packaging is polar opposites
1: but do you think there was really a rave happening with all the firemen because there's moments in the movie that are like, if you okay, so in the beginning of the film there's a car accident, yeah, and what I thought was a little boy ends up hitting his head on a window, and uh, they put a By plate. The way, that little kid is a piece of a shit. A piece of shit, but they're just acting out, and it's a child. I know. I So the dad, uh, who is not likable instantly, just yeah. from looking at him, uh, loses control of the car while trying to shut the kid up. Actually, I think they unbuckle their belt. And they're like, buckle back up. They turn around, skid out, wreck. The only person hurt is the kid who wasn't buckled up. And they put a plate in their head. Um, And, you know, there's a moment in the beginning that actually kind of felt like malignant to me. Where it was like this ominous um, science fiction like little bit. Yeah. And they're like, hey, if there's any neurological damage, let us know. Which I thought was just them saying, hey, you have an unreliable narrator now. Which actually, I didn't even realize that was a female at first. Yeah. Which I think a lot of that stuff is on purpose. And sure. You know, when she's like fucking a car, I don't think she's actually fucking a car. Yeah. Right. Well, again, think about the context because she goes outside
0: of her apartment uh, door and then she goes into this giant like warehouse thing. Yeah.
1: So it's like, yeah, I took that as a fantasy sequel. Yeah. Well, I, I took all of the car fucking as like um her escaping mentally like when but that- before the car fucking again like going back to the beginning where she's um
0: you know getting the surgery and then they are getting they're leaving the hospital yeah and then she fucking hugs a car and is starting is and is, is petting the car yeah and then title sequence mm-hmm. i'm like okay
1: yeah i mean she's clearly uh interesting she's a quirky character well yeah no you are my immediately
0: thought, my immediate thought was, oh, she's attracted to
1: alloys now. Well, that's why I brought up uh, Crash, because Crash yeah. is, you know, hypersexual. Did, did you check out the Cellar Dwellers episode on that? Yes. Uh, I really appreciate how middle of the line they are with every movie they watch. Like, I, I, uh, I don't know if I've heard an episode where they're like, just through the roof about something and they're they're so like even handed with it and they're kind of right it's kind of like a soft core porn that's got like a weird kink at the center where this movie's really like it goes all the way and it kind of deals with that whole ptsd kind of like trauma like acting out but i think when she's fucking the car like that first guy when the dude wants an autograph he wants her to like lightly brush his paper i think that dude just like forced himself on her and it actually happened yeah yeah, okay. So we all agree there. So yeah. when I when I when I look at like the rave, I think like that's not a rave. And it's just like the ho hum of the regular day, like when they're in the kitchen. I think it's a rave. You okay,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> you know what it could have been? Because they they all like push her up on that truck or whatever. They probably I thought they wanted her to jump. Like so they could catch her. What? But that she misinterpreted it and started like dancing. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I was so like In tune with the whole, like, this is a visual metaphor thing. Well, okay. What about the pregnancy?
2: I mean, all this stuff I think is a visual metaphor for us, but I believe that in the film, it's all diegetic. Like, it's all actually happening in the film. It's just an alternate reality type of thing. So do you
1: you think she actually killed people? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I don't. I think murder was uh, making love. I think it was her way of, like, uh, dealing with the tension even when she didn't want to. And I think she yeah, actually she was hella good at it. Well, I think she actually killed her parents and that's why that's the one that she runs away because it's like, like that one, she didn't bone anybody. She locked him in a room and lit the house on fire. Yeah. So I think that was a real murder that she had to flee from. Oh dude. Can we talk about her mutilating her face? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know about uh-huh. you guys. I was covering my eyes during
2: part of that. <laughs> I, I looked I, down. I Yeah. I was cringing for sure. I didn't like <laughs> turn away, but yeah, it was it was rough.
0: And I'll tell you, when she was hitting
1: her nose, yeah. Seemed pretty pretty real. Now see, I don't think she was hitting her nose. She was punching her eyes, trying to give herself black eyes. Well then she tried to hit the Well, she did the nose on yeah. the, the corner of the seat. Well, yeah, but I thought that was an attempt to do the nose.
0: Well yeah, she said she she did the nose yeah oh, oh, <laughs> believe me the nose
1: got what the intent was yeah i uh, uh oxana screamed during that <laughs>
3: trying not to.
1: she no, i mean like she's like screamed not like a whole oh. yeah and uh it terrified me i was already on edge but like they were doing there was such good crowd control there because all the fake attempts like you always hear horror directors talk about like, oh, you got to play with the beats. Everybody knows the beat of the film. So it's got to be a little bit off beat. So when they look back, then the scare comes in. Totally did that with the self-mutilation there. And uh, again, I mentioned it earlier as a joke, but that nipple ring oh. was also, it was uh, killing me. Like
3: This and Raw had the like really violent scratching. That always uh, like, she uh, every time it happens one of one of her movies, it like fucks with me really bad.
1: Yeah. Uh well that's a type of body horror that I think we can all relate to. Uh my favorite kill uh was the um the chair leg in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was brutal it, too. It looked really good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she sat down.
1: Did everybody laugh when she sat down? <laughs> I sort <did>. of, yeah. <laughs> Our theater. So we had so I didn't know what to expect. Especially when this movie clearly took a like violent turn. And uh our crowd, there were two dudes who were clearly like stoned out of their mind. They were just dying. Like another thing I should mention is raw in that third act, it gets really quirky. And I mentioned the lobster because there is a lot of humor in there. Well, I think it's fine if you're because like again, it's a very tense situation and the like they knew what they were doing when the, they did that. The humor is a part of it. Yeah. I, I think, like, uh, nobody's laughing at this movie. No. But you're laughing with it. Yeah. it's And how much did you love her a surrogate dad? The guy that she is, you know, tricking. Oh, the he, firefighter. He was great. I Who's that actor? Is he another shit, Randy? I feel, when I was watching, I'm like, I bet Randy knows this dude.
2: I don't know. I do know that her original dad was the director of Nocturama. Whoa. Oh. And then the the girl with yeah. the
3: nipple rings was the girl, the main girl in Raw.
2: Oh. Yeah. oh,
1: dude, I'm movie blind. Like, if people are in a movie, I'm just like, okay, this is the only thing they're in, and they're made for it. I, Randy, you weren't going to tell us about the Nocturama director. The what? <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> is that the action room.
3: He, uh, the father, played. Really drunk man in Lahain.
1: Oh, look at that. <laughs> There's a tour de force right here. That's a oh, yeah. French uh, phrase, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, when it no, was great, when Homie was embodying hyper masculinity, who was, you know, kind of at odds with his like uh, feminine side. I loved dude when he was like roiding out in the mirror, the three mirrors, uh, that's my favorite things. Steroids, uh Ripped Men, and um Duality. And bruised ass cheeks. Dude. <laughs> He's like, I try to avoid the bruises. You loved that, didn't you? I was like, hmm, worked out. All right, at the end of the movie, did uh did you want him to you know, go all the way?
0: I it was building towards that, wasn't it? But were you worried or were you excited?
1: I was I was... Look, if I was excited, I'd tell you. I was worried. <laughs> I was worried. Well, because I think everybody wants it to work out. Yeah. And you know it won't work out if they like, uh, like when she's kissing that hairy belly. One, I was thinking, uh, is that what Randy's belly looks like? And then the other was, this is uh, <laughs> this is going to end poorly. Randy, what'd you think?
2: Of that or?
1: Yeah, of the belly. Is yours hairier or not?
2: Uh, Yeah, it's probably about the same. Mine, oh. mine might be hairier. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's a hairy boy. Yeah, I don't know. I loved it. Oksana, give us the uh, feminine perspective.
3: <laughs> I also loved it. <laughs> uh, all yeah. the, I mean, gross stuff starts happening to her, like, immediately after that car interaction. Um, She turns into a, like, I don't know. It's... I don't know. It 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 all the body horror stuff like really It, it was, was weird. really effective.
1: After we watched the movie, you didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> like I I kept, like a lot of people will turn to me after a movie like this and be like, "What'd you think?" And I'm like, "No, what'd you think?" Like because I don't want you to change your opinion. Oksana would not tell me.
3: I mean, I said I liked it. I like I really liked it, but I couldn't really elaborate on it. I was still trying to I guess figure it out. And then you asked me how I would describe the movie to someone else I know, and I was yeah. like That I spent the whole car ride back (laughs) trying
0: to figure that out. Well, see, that's the thing. I also um, had an interesting um, after movie experience regarding this. And this will be the last thing I'll say on this. um, Where I took a lift back to my hotel. um, Movie theater that I go to um, about 10 minutes from the hotel. So I'm on my way back and I'm picked up by um, an elderly woman who is a lift driver. Um, driving a um, Suzuki SUV, she shows up, and for the first three minutes of the car ride, it's like she had an actual script that she was reading. Thank you for dri- uh, thank you for riding Lyft today. My name is blah blah blah. Um, I just want to let you know that you are my first ride of the night. Again, this woman's seventy years old. <laughs> on the on her radio is Christian Rock. She asked me if this music is okay, and if I would like to change it, I can change it. uh, She could change it to whatever I would like. Also, I want to let you know that at the conclusion of our ride tonight, I will be handing you an alcohol wipe for you to please wipe Uh. down um, your uh, seat buckle and the handle outside. Also, masks are optional. I am fully vaccinated, (laughs) And, and it was, I mean, just two minutes of just Everything, asking me questions. Here's the thing: Lyft drivers and Uber drivers in Phoenix, I, I try to put my, I always have my headphones on. Every single one of them wants to talk. <laughs> That's why I miss being here because no one wants to talk. Great, And you sat directly Keep behind her way. and
1: you kicked the back of her seat
0: like in know, Right, Maybe I should start doing that or I should start sitting directly behind her because I sit on the opposite side. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what humans should do. Kick in the seat. Hurry up, yeah. bitch. I don't care. Oh, and then she was. And then, of course, uh, the question was coming. Uh, so what movie did you see? Oh, no. I'm like, oh, I saw a French uh, horror film. Uh, and, you know, and then uh, just questions, questions, questions. <laughs> I I told her about Raw. I told her about everything. Um she explained that she doesn't like heart, she did not like the Texas
1: Chainsaw <laughs> massacre what, what what did uh what did you tell her?
0: I told her I was like, well, this it's a French horror film, and she said, Oh, what's it about?
1: And I just sighed. And a girl fucking a car.
0: And I said, uh, it uh does a lot about uh, you know gender. And yeah, uh good point. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, interesting. She's, she's like, she, what gender are you, honey? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we and then I talked about Raw and cannibalism. She's like, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and I was like, Well, do you do you like horror films? I I I don't like things that are too gnarly. Like, I did not care for the Texas Chainsaw Mask. That was the first thing she Whoa. brought up. yeah. She's like, I didn't like the Texas she's Chainsaw down. mask. She's
1: down. I bet she's like a freak. I'm like, okay, have you seen anything else in fifty years? Nah. <laughs> you know. We should mention too, I know uh Clark's gotta jump on a plane. The fire in this movie, I think it was all real. And there's a lot of It was a simulation. Fire. It felt real. I felt the heat. They do that in the fire school. They they had the thing and they do... No no no, but there's a lot there's more fire than that. Yeah. She lights a house on fire, yeah. they have the simulation room, they have the woods. Yeah, she walked with the fire. Whew. Also, if uh we think all the murder's real. Do you think it was cool that her dad uh off that dude? Because clearly we all agree he off that guy, right? The, firefighter? the, the yeah, the firefighter when he handed him He's the, the him oh yeah yeah yeah. I well to me you know this film is an articulation of the importance of like a nuclear family and really uh, having a community you can turn to that well, won't how judge come you. That
3: mom left.
1: The moms in this movie were like not terrible, but they weren't very supportive either. And I think you know there's a strong bond between a daughter and a father and a son and a mother. Yeah. Like me and Clark are clearly uh, mama boys over here. And uh, you love your dad. You talk about your dad all the time.
3: Yeah, but I talk about my mom
1: too. Uh do you?
3: Yeah, that <laughs> You're I'm like, turning She's... into her.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh you you articulate that as like a a bleak future. <laughs> oh, here's another thing. When I was driving, <laughs> much like in the movie theater, Oksana screamed because she thought I was gonna hit a car. Now, I don't before you say anything. I like to drive a little fast, you know. Yeah. Clark, he watches F one. I fucking live it. You're a reckless <laughs> driver. <laughs> that's uh, that's my uh, middle name.
0: You treat your cars terribly. I ride it hard because the way you drive, I
1: I pump that. You pedal dri- to yeah, the honestly metal. It's
0: it's insane to me that you've
1: been driving for twenty years. Twenty years, and baby. You have driven the same way <laughs> since you were fifteen. But does it check out when we did a trip to uh Texas and back that I got three speeding tickets? Of course. There you go.
3: been <laughs> yep, driving for yep, here, years.
1: I'm, I'm gonna do something very dumb. I know it. I'm gonna knock on wood too. Never a speeding ticket in California, baby. Never a one. Me either. Left for a weekend. Got three in other states. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. Also, you know what? I'm a goddamn hero. I've been working all through COVID. When everybody was locked up and scared, I was out there riding the nasty road, baby. There were no other cars. I was alone. But what the fuck's the speed limit? I'm doing 115 in reverse down 101. Yeah. Well, there are coyotes out in the street. Oh, I know. There are roaming packs of lions and shit. It yeah. was terrifying yeah and oxana screamed and guess what we were in the far uh left lane and i uh was breaking behind a car and she screamed i it terrified i almost swerved you almost had a plate in your head yeah and you almost fucked a car yeah and then i'd have to get your autograph <laughs>
0: all right randy how many stars it's a four
2: baby oh damn whoa yeah it's great it hit me more viscerally than it did emotionally. I would say that's like the one, like, uh, that's yeah, where the one star below comes from.
1: I'm with you, but that's why I want to give this a second visit. Well, the, a movie like this could never be perfect because it's it's operating on like a different wavelength where everything is a risk. Yeah. I, yeah. I loved it. Also, what if we change Randy's ratings from stars to inches? <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it. Nobody needs a comment. Oxana, what'd you think? How many stars?
3: I'm between a four and a half
1: and a five. You're all very generous. Oh,
0: okay. This is two and a half, dude. Okay. Okay, no, what? Give the real one. I'm between a four and a four and a half. I, 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 the revisit may bump it up. Yeah, so. I
3: definitely want to rewatch it too. What are you? Five, I don't know. You six? know, a
1: movie like this is very demanding. It is. So, but uh, I also want to own it. Like, I want to buy that movie right yeah. away. So I'm like a four, four and a half. Yeah, it's. Great. It's fucking good. It's really good. Even with the T2 baby at the end. I'm okay with the T2 baby. <laughs> Again, you know, we're we're talking a metaphor. It's birth. It's death. It's rebirth. It's a new life. It's beautiful. We all knew. And we all knew it was coming. Except it was fucking CG. And I'm like, well, you went the whole movie and now we're going to get like Terminator 2 baby. Yeah. I didn't run. I didn't love that Terminator 2 baby. No, my least favorite part, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, but it had
0: to happen. So It did. That was my other complaint. Yeah all right uh anything else
1: um nothing i love you i love halloween cool Uh, it's october yeah they call it indian summer out here in the bay area i think that's uh not very pc Mm -hmm. we should cancel that term all
0: right well we got a uh we got a fun episode for you on thursday oh yeah we do Uh, we wrap that up and um that's gonna be a blast
1: uh (laughs) can you sound convincing then
0: I'm just saying, it's yeah, you know, pretty uh, good. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be really fun. Yeah, uh, controversial.
1: Should have asked him if you should get an autograph from a stripper. There's a good interaction <laughs> that comes up with. Uh, or was she a streetwalker, lady of the night, she sex worker? We oh, call okay. them sex workers, Russell. Okay, well, just
0: uh, you, <laughs> you
1: and your, you and your
0: proud boy ways. Okay. Have What's some, a proud some boy? Respect.
2: I'm a fucking good boy. You're a good boy.
0: All right, Randy, send us home.
2: Yeah, sure. You know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you enjoy it, go ahead and give us five inches on your podcast uh, app of choice.
1: I love you, Randy.